AECOM is a big Fortune 500 company. It is based in North Texas. They came with earnings uh, on Tuesday, and the earnings were good. But the thing that really got my attention is the backlog is just enormous. Now, they do advisory and planning and design and, you know, carry all the way through construction management on big projects. I don't see any signs of a slowdown. Troy Rudd's the CEO of AECOM and joins us again. It's good to have you with us again. David, thank you. Good to be with you. So do you guys not read the papers? I mean, it's terrible out there. There's a recession and there's a war and and, and we have no budget and and interest rates are soaring. But your business flow is really good. Well, uh, I would would attribute it to two things. First of all, despite all those conditions that you just described, there still is a need for and a significant amount of funding that has been set aside for certain things. And those things are an investment in infrastructure, which obviously drives a lot of real long-term economic benefits, but also other things that people are looking for, driving better social outcomes and social benefits, driving better environmental benefits, and and really importantly, um, driving long-term energy independence. And so it's we see that need not just here in the U.S., but we see it in North America, and we see it all across the world. And so what might not be visible to people is that the trend isn't just a U.S. trend, an investment in infrastructure. So we had the IIJA that was put in place a number of years ago. But there's this, this long-term trend, and it's going to continue for a long period of time. And so we're lucky enough to be with that backdrop of funding. And then what we did a number of years ago is we built a company or repositioned our company so that we were in the best place to take advantage of those great long-term trends. So, you know, I'd maybe call it a, a port in a storm, but we're we're positioned to participate in long-term investment in these long-term infrastructure trends. It sounds like you're nimble, so you can move. If one area becomes hot and the other becomes cold, you you pivot. We well, yes. The answer is we can do that. Um, but again, it goes back to the positioning. We've sort of done the positioning, recognizing that there are long-term, these, again, investment infrastructure is not something that happens in a week, in a month, in a year. It takes multiple years. And in terms of, again, energy transition, we're talking decades. Yeah. Right? Really decades. And so we've positioned for that. But in the short term, so for example, there has been a slowdown in um, uh, commercial office. And certainly in, in large urban, most large urban centers, some there's still growth because those cities are still growing, right, despite everything that's going on. And so you've seen a slowdown. Well, we've we saw that coming and we started to pivot away to a different set of clients. And so that same group of people has the skills to go and work, for example, not on commercial office, but they can go and work on industrial. They can work on uh, high-tech or data centers. They can work on aviation. They can work on other transportation projects around that are that involve facilities. So again, you've got lots of transit projects, and around every transit project, there's a significant amount of I call facilities building that goes on. So yeah, our our, our people are our people are their skills make them agile or nimble. So you all were not surprised to hear Charlie Munger, the you know the commodity at, at Berkshire Hathaway this past weekend, say that the commercial real estate is the next shoe to drop. Um, I, I've heard that. I've heard that same thing from a lot of people. I'm not certain what they mean by the shoe to drop, but we certainly see a slowdown. I think as the world starts to understand how commercial office and urban centers needs to be repositioned. 
and again, we 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 see that slowdown as well. There was we had low interest rates for so long, and I saw a lot of municipalities and airports and transit authorities took advantage of it and squirreled away some money. Is is there still some of that money that that you have to be spent? Is that some of the the the, the cheap money that that finally that you're seeing going into projects? Um. Well, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's uh, cheap money. Um, but certainly there's been money that's been set aside. And so that money has been set aside by long-term funding plans by governments, and whether that's at a federal level, a state level, or in other countries, a provincial level or a municipal level or a city level, that money has been set aside. And if you want to say it's squirreled away, I'll just say it's been been, um, appropriated and is set aside to fund those projects. In the future, and so there are long-term funding measures that have been put in place. Yeah, <laughs> but you can think about it as being squirreled away. Um, there's certainly um, there's certainly were projects that were made that were that were probably more viable because the low cost of funding, but also they were probably more viable because the cost of the projects were lower. If you go back a number of years, right? We, inflation has had an impact on the cost of projects. And so I'd say that money has that the money has been squirreled away, as you said. But um, there's certainly that money money isn't quite going as far as it was originally anticipated. But again, there is a lot of funding that's needed for long-term change that will drive social, environmental, and most importantly, um, economic outcomes for you know, again for the future across the world. Yeah. So what what do you see globally for the sector? We keep hearing. The U.S. is further along on the recovery. The EU is behind us. I would guess there there would be more caution in the EU than here. By the same token, Asia seems to be seems to be coming back. Yeah, we see um, we see strength across see strength across our business. But again, there's different there's 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 different amounts of strength, and so you know we see strength in different markets. But all the markets are strong. The the place where I'll say that there is still a lack of activity is in uh, in China. So we're seeing activity um, and investment in Hong Kong, but we're not seeing that in China. But again, for us, that's a very small part of our business. And, and is energy or energy independence sort of the constant throughout the globe? Um, it, it's a big part of it. So I'll, again, I'll just say traditional infrastructure is being invested in. Energy transition and energy transition looks different in different places in the world. So we know what that sort of looks like here, right? It's a move towards different sources of energy away from fossil fuels and towards other types of, of energy. And around that, you need obviously all kinds of infrastructure to generate it, to store it, to distribute it, and to get it in the hands of consumers. That's a lot of, that's a lot of infrastructure it takes to do that. And that same thing's been going on around the world. So you're seeing the same thing in Europe. They're probably a little bit ahead in terms of advancing a sustainability, resilience, or environment agenda. Um, but you're still seeing a transition across the world to a different, I'll just say, different sources of, of energy. Are you still hiring? Are you staffed up yep. right now? Still nope. hiring? We're, we are absolutely hiring, yep. Is it tough to, find, it's tough to find people? Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I guess two things. One is we're seeing a lot less, um, a lot less turnover. There has to pass. I think that I think that there is sort of was a re, post COVID there was a sort of a, a repositioning of people. I think that they've sort of said, you know what, I like where I am. We're, whether you're at Acom or other places, and so we see a little a little less turnover. We've certainly seen you know less turnover at Acom. Um, and then 
we've hired a lot of people during the year. We've had a pretty significant terms of net additions to our overall our, our global workforce, and we're con, we're continuing to hire. But for the skill set, right, for the skills of our people, um, there again, it takes a long time for people. They go to school, they they work, they train, and it takes a long time to develop you know the, the, the skill set that we need in a, in a program management, construction management, design, engineering. Um, again, we've got yeah. science, data scientists, environmental scientists. Just it, it takes time to develop those skills. So, and, and I would it, guess the, the they're scarce. The knowledge base to to adjust as yes, as as, as need be. So is your business as competitive as always? I mean, a request for a proposal goes out, and I don't know how many people you're competing against. I know it's nice to be an eight hundred pound gorilla in, your, in the business as you are. Yeah. So, so the business is always competitive. But but um, I, I'll give you a couple of bits of information. I think we're doing very well. So you know we're 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 bidding a lot of work. Um, of every dollar of work we bid, we're winning fifty cents of it, wow. or we're winning. Our win rate is over across the entire business. Our win rate is fifty percent, and it's been that way for about the last six quarters. Um, we also look at the nature of our business. So there are only a few companies in the world that can do these large, complex, multi-year design programs or program management jobs. And so that, you know, again, think about it as rarefied air. So within that rarefied air, you know, those are really important projects for us. And so we, we set out what we refer to as our inter- enterprise critical pursuits. And they take a long time. So we have that list. We built it a long time ago. Um, in the first half of this year, we've won over 70% of those. Wow. Yeah. So turning that around, that means that the other competitors are only winning three out of ten, and we're winning seven. So the three of them are fighting for, you know, they're fighting for the three so yeah, but- far. So we're again, we've had great, great success there. It's a lot of hard work to make sure you you keep that track record up. You come up with interesting things. I'm still struck by the idea of building gates off-site in DFW and then sort of moving them across the tarmac where they're needed. Um, that's remarkable. That yep. sort of innovation. Well, if there's, yeah, I mean, across across the business, we've got we're 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 very lucky to have incredibly talented. Again, I'll say engineers and designers and just yeah. the people, the people that are that are here, um, because of the experience that they've had on programs around the world, they develop this great experience base, which allows them to come up with really great innovative ideas about you know how to do something that. How, how to solve a challenge that no one has been able to solve in the past. Troy Rudd's our guest today, the CEO of AECOM, a big Fortune 500 company that just reported numbers. It's always good to spend some time with you. Thanks a lot. Great. Thanks for your time. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.